Last time on Dice Funk. Right now, there are 13 active factions. If we want our beliefs to come true, there must only be one. No, thanks. It gives you more magic, so it's pretty good. Sometimes when you take things from people, there are strings attached. I'm a very no-strings-attached kind of guy these days. King, the, the factions can't go to war. They tried it once before, a long time ago, and the Lady of Pain sent all the leaders into the Eternal Maze. None of them have ever come back, so as long as the Lady of Pain exists, the factions can't go to war. What if there's a fake Lady of Pain? Does that cause a problem? King is going to start reaching deep within himself. However, now, his, certain parts of his body begin to enlarge and slowly his body begins to take on more and more elements of a blue slotty. Uh, Nifix turns around. Who Who is this? You see a woman in a green uh, dress, like olive dress. Uh, she looks very professional. Oh. And, yeah, embalmed. And her second most notable feature is her neck stump. I apologize if this is a bit forward, but you wouldn't have anything to do with the head under that tree, would you? Uh, the Dullahan has like a handbag with her. Uh, yeah. She grabs something and with some significant effort pulls it out. And it is a severed head. And presumably this isn't a head that Nifix recognizes. Uh, it is your head. Oh. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. If you beat me in a little game. Oh, fuck. Uh, Nipix is gonna undo her polymorph and go, Amazingly, that's right up my alley. Austin, um, I, I met a person with no head that has my face. <laughs> you sure did. Last we left this episode, Nifix, you conducted a head sting and tracked <laughs> where the deliveries of the stolen heads were being made to the Garden of Eden on the roof of Purgatory. And you met a Dullahan, a kind of Irish psychopomp, who challenged you to a little game while donning your head on her neck stump. Yeah, yeah, so... My, my my running theory right now is, oh, you, this is basically Sola from Heroes. You collect people's heads and, and you get their powers. So I'm probably going up against a conduit of challenge in a conduit of challenge challenge. You said that before and I still haven't ever seen the show Heroes, but you seem to, you sound correct. Oh, yeah, no. So his whole thing was he sliced open people's heads and took their brains and he got their superpowers. He was, he was also the... a watchmaker's son, coincidentally, just like John oh Osterman. Oh my god, yeah, get him, Conrad! I cut out 20 minutes of Watchmen TV show talk for the audience, that's why that just happened. We'll never let it all go. You gotta put it out as like a bonus podcast or something. <laughs> no. So yeah, superpower stealer person. Yeah, so the the Doolahan has already challenged you. You're standing in the Garden of Eden, Nifix. You said you you took off your polymorph, so you looked like yourself. Yeah, I think I think the Doolahan, uh, like there's some shock, but she also has like incredible control over 
her outward appearance towards people. She spends a lot of time with like very powerful people where she can't betray her emotions. And so she doesn't have a kind of meltdown. A person might when you pull that cool stunt. She's, she's got a, she's got a good poker face. Even if she's just gone, Oh shit. I stole your face. Fuck. Yeah, she usually doesn't have any face at all, so she's very good at yeah. having no facial expressions. In fact, I mean, yeah, you're looking into your own severed head, which is like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably worse for me, isn't it? That's fun. Yeah, and it's like semi-preserved, so the skin is, is like a weird grayish color, and is your eyes are Is it crinkly? Aren't... Huh? Is it crinkly like a mummy, or is it still plump? <laughs> I don't like plump. Please don't <laughs> say plump. Plump! I don't like that. Plump! No, it's like taxidermied. So, like, you've, you, I don't, I don't oh. know if, if you've ever seen like a taxidermy animal done really well, where it's like, oh, it's it's pretty close, but there's just something a little off, a little glassy about the eyes. It's just it's a, it's just creepy, and it's also it's your face. So, I yeah. mean, it it's bad. It's a bad time for Nifix. That's yeah. That's 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 less than ideal. But Nifix is uh, is going to accept that challenge because come too far to back down now. Yep. Uh, so the duel of hand says. What will the wager be? If I win, I need a really big soul. Really big soul. And I need you to stop and just explain to me what the heck is going on and why you've got my face. Hmm. Sounds reasonable. And if I win, you will help me keep my secrets. (laughs) Sounds like a fairly fair trade. And I get to pick the game. Of course, certainly natural. She reaches into her big purse, uh, roots around in there, and pulls out a deck of cards. Okay, so what is this? Uh, poker, go fish, you know, what, 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 what game are we playing? The game is called War. Okay. You shuffle the deck, like so. We split it between us, mm-hmm. and we take turns flipping over the top card. Highest card takes both. Repeat until one person has all the cards. So what you're saying is, we're playing a game of total luck here. I know who you are, Nifix. I know your skills. I wouldn't be fool- foolish enough to challenge you at something you could apply your expertise to. Hmm... Okay. How's that bone juice sitting, Nifix? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a swig. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, let's, let's have Nifix and the Duel of Hands sit in the garden, just like, in a what's a, what's a really, like, symbolic kind of flower where you can sit near or something? Anybody plant imagery that's good? Are there any plants that are in any way to do with video games? <laughs> I don't think so. Flowery? Oh, God. <laughs> it's flowery. Like just big sunflowers? Yeah, sure. Some big flowery-esque sunflowers. Why not? All right. We, so you sit down in the field there, and she splits up the deck. We're, the way we're going to do this is uh, best of seven, uh, which is whoever gets four wins first wins. Uh, just raw d20s, because there's nothing you can do to affect the outcome of the card game war. Oh, and here I went and looked and found a thing that would, like, run the simulation for you the whole Aww. way through. I, I'm going to be honest, I was debating, like, 
Deception, trick shuffles, but now nah, let's 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 go let's go luck luck only. Yeah, we could send the whole thing out. That would a take forever, and b would not allow for like dialogue between each section. N- Nipix is high on that bone juice and take letting letting life take the reins right now. <laughs> Getting lady. So we doing we just doing d twenties. Yep. Okay. Eleven. Uh, nine. You win the first. All right, so first for the doula hand, I'll write that down. Uh, she, she, yeah, shows she, 11 to 9. She takes the first cards, and this is like representing the first part of the game as uh, you begin taking cards for each of you. And she says, So, Nifix, what have you been doing with yourself since your untimely demise? Well, you know, I wanted to get back to, you know, playing games on stream, doing what I was doing with my life, but didn't really know why I'd been killed, and... Seemed a little unwise to put my face in front of a few thousand people if I didn't know why I was dead. I didn't know if this was one of these put my face out there. I'd just get killed right off again. What about you? What have you been doing since you took my face? (laughs) Same thing I did before I took your face. Buying and selling souls. Huh. What, What auspicious coincidence... For the kind of day I'm having. <laughs> I think she like reaches into her bag and pulls out a, a card, like a business card, and hands it to you. And it says, Matilda, Soul Trader, Envy is the floor she works on. Mm. So, yeah. Since, since the whole dying thing, I've ended up in the assassination game. Oh, I botched. Bad. Oh... So Nifix is going to take this one. It's one to one, huh? Uh, a three. It's not great, but it'll do. <laughs> one. All right. It's one to one. Matilda says, the assassination game. Do tell me more. I wish you could say it was uh, something I'd uh, chosen to walk into. I was dead, and then I wasn't, and I was presented a job offer, and being dead's not great. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty boring. There's not much to do. Not for someone of your skills, I imagine. You require only the highest caliber of competitors. I can respect that. The the pitch I got was, it'd be a challenge, and, uh... Yeah, yeah, it sure is that. In my expertise in envious souls, the most valuable deceased are athletes and competitors. Usually physical sports, but... Esports as well, which was what led me to you. Yeah? So is this, uh... What about me was it that got me killed? Your conduit, of course. Figured as much. Seventeen. Uh... Twelve. Alright, Matilda leads two to one. She says, I'm sorry if that seems a pedestrian answer, that... All I wanted you for was your head so I could take your conduit. But as this contest is going to prove, it's an invaluable tool for bending people to one's will, which is sometimes necessary in this line of work. I mean, you're not wrong, but uh, I guess we're on uneven footing in this ground. What's your conduit? Oh, envy. Yeah, yeah, that'd do it. Most brokers share their conduit with the floor they work on. It gives yeah. them insight into the market. 
Plus, you know, wanting a bunch of conduits that aren't really yours. Oh, and how sweet they are. Uh, I don't know. Reads as envious to me. Three. Oh, two. <laughs> I can't believe it! Oh. Oh, that's a, what, three to one lead you've got now? Did you say you got a two? Yeah, I, I, got, too a, busy I got a two. <laughs> oh my god, I thought I lost that one for sure. Yes, it's three oh, to I one. Thought you, I thought you lost it for sure. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. Oh, dice, you bastards. I thought that was in the bag. I thought we were going to even it up nice. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Matilda says, so, assassination... Do you work with anyone else, or are you on a solo mish? I, 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 I have others I work with. I'm, I am not the, uh, I'm more the support role than the upfront, big, tanky, stabby stab type. And where, pray tell, <laughs> are your teammates? You'd think they would have come with you to confront... The big bad lady who stole your head. Yeah, we have been a little bit all over the place recently. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't invite them, because there's a little bit of me that thought maybe one of them had done it, because there's, there's been a lot of killing going around recently. <laughs> you can't even trust your fellow assassins. What does this world come to? I don't think the even's necessary. I think if there's anyone you can't trust, it's it's a group of assassins who... Their whole deal is wanting or not caring about killing. I mean, you probably shouldn't assume that they're not going to kill you. Oh, but that sounds so wonderful. I'd love to have some assassins on my payroll. Think of how you can manipulate the market. Oh, I'm sure you're not the first person to have had that idea. Or something along those lines. Nine. Uh, it's doable to beat it, but I, I can't afford a loss. Three again. Oh my god, Nifix. What? The, uh, <sighs> those dice have not been playing in my favor today. I mean, that's that's game. That's checkmate. Yeah. It's four to one. Nifix beaten in her own ch- challenge by her own head. Yeah. That's well, the first time you've ever... Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the first time I've lost a conduit challenge. I'm gonna put it at least partially down to, uh... A, Nifix didn't get to set the rules, and B, a little bit shell-shocked to see her own face. Yeah, I mean, the psychological trauma Nifix has been put through recently is a lot, but she specifically picked this game, so it was 100% luck. Yeah. And she sa- I think she says, like, Nifix, you're a talented competitor, but you let me get an advantage by taking away the skill gap. A fatal mistake. You've already given me more than my fair share of information, so let's hear it. What's what? What do you want? What do I want? I want you to help me keep my secrets. Care to elaborate? Well, first, tell me how you found me. I went and dug through a lot of things that people had gone out of their way to forget. Found out that my head had been removed. And follow the the trail back. Where 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 do removed heads go? Where do removed heads get delivered? Names, Nifix. Who were the people who let me down? Uh, Nifix is gonna give the names of the people who were knowingly involved. Damn cold. 
I mean, she's magically bound because of the, oh, the yeah. conduit of challenge. So Nifix couldn't refuse if she wanted to. Yeah, no, she's she's giving the names of the people who were knowingly involved. I think Nifix's thinking here is the person who was just currying an unknown parcel. Um, it's not his fault. Wasn't someone on her payroll that 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 let her down specifically? I don't know if that if that holds water. Yeah, it was Hector, the coroner, and then, yeah, the unnamed elf who was just yeah. delivering packages uh, incognito for money. Fucking Uber Eats. Yeah. She says, thank you for your cooperation, Nifix. Right? What's, what's, what else we got? What else we got? Let's get this all out of the way. Well, now that you're magically bound to help me keep my secrets, I suppose it couldn't hurt to answer your questions. Do you have any for me? So, hmm. I, I suppose... How many conduit heads have you got going at the moment? I've collected a couple dozen over the years, uh, conduits which seem particularly useful. I'm her- I've, I've heard uh, they have some nicknames for me out there, something like the the hundred-handed one or something, for all the the things I get up to out there. Uh, yeah, lots, lots of, lots of inf- infinite face-related names. Mm. Oh, goodness. Um... Any, 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 any particularly interesting ones? I'm kind of curious now. Maybe I'll let you see some. <laughs> what are your plans for closing out our account? I don't quite know what you mean. You're bound to help me keep my secret. And Hector the coroner and the elf courier have already demonstrated that they threaten my secret. This is Ragnar all over again. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you keep entrapping Laura. <laughs> it's her conduit. If she was the conduit of giving firm handshakes, uh-huh. this would be a different scene. Likely story, Austin. Okay. This is, yeah. This is Laura's discrimination. I won't allow it. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 interesting to have my characters put in tough situations. Um <laughs> You sounded so defeated. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Tell it to the Ophanim. We cut back to him. He's just crying because Nifix ruined his life with a challenge. I know I didn't win a little challenge, but um, I'm not going to be able to fulfill my deal with you if I don't have a very big soul. Because the chances are, if I don't have a very, very, very big, great, a great soul specifically, if I don't have a great soul like... Like right now-ish, I'm gonna be dead before I finish dealing with keeping your secrets. Well, we can't have that. Yeah, it wouldn't be ideal, would it? Soul trader, huh? That's what they call me. That's what it says in my business card right there. Envy floor. Anything we can that and anything I can do to get get a great soul off you. Besides the obvious, you you what you want me to do the thing that I am bound to do. Well, wheeling and dealing is what I do best. So how about this offer? Take care of the coroner and the courier, and I'll take care of you. Damn. And you'll let me walk away with a great soul now. Sure. Just a uh, sign on the dotted line right here. 
Uh-oh. More contracts. Uh, contract signing never goes well. Um, yeah. You know I love them. Yeah. Nif- mm, nif- they always end up with someone going through a table. Yeah. <laughs> Nifix, is, Nifix is in. It, she's, she's gone too far down this path, and it's the only the only way out of that uh, that great soul deal she sees right now, so she's taking it. It's a commentary on debt. Do you all ever regret not going into the slime world when it was the between every day, <laughs> every day? Yeah, it was between slime world and spider world. We picked spider world. It's only spiraled from here. I feel, I feel like there would have been something. Thanks everyone for having my back on 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 this, on that great soul. It's funny what uh, you, everyone was just saying about lawyers because I have a scene for Blake and Cordelia. Is it about lawyers? Yeah, it is. Oh. Are we the same person, Conrad? So after the last fail-safe assassination at the funeral, uh, the board members have gone into hiding because that's the second uh, death, a very public death, and they know that someone's after them now. And so you couldn't go after the next one right away. But now Cicero has some intel on the latest target and they are chief legal counsel at failsafe oh well then they'll probably have to show up in court at some point <laughs> well they're in hiding now uh and when they roll out they'll be probably too public for you to get but let me describe where they are holed up and see if that uh mm-hmm. gives you mm-hmm. any ideas how to get to them oh i'm so excited so so yeah chief legal counsel which means uh they are the the person whose job it is to bury anyone who has a problem with the way they do business in legal paperwork and fees until they are crushed. With Scientology. <laughs> uh, because obviously <laughs> failsafe, <laughs> failsafe does so much work uh, lying to people and rejecting their legitimate claims that they get sued a lot. But if you just completely flatten anyone who challenges you with your legal department, you don't have to pay out. So that's this guy's job. He is a, I don't know if you see the picture here, a, a Nykoloth, a kind of Yugoloth, which is essentially a, a scaly gargoyle. He's got a little skirt. Yeah. He's got a little pleated I mean, skirt. It looks a bit like a utility kilt, if I'm, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, I was thinking very, it was like a little, like, I, I got. I, I it does, you yeah. get rid of the wings and the horns, and I gotta be honest, I got a cousin looks just like this. <laughs> also, I do think it's very nice that he matched his little tutu to his wings. I can never predict what they're gonna <laughs> focus on with these Yugoloths. Let me just say, I'm really loving this little side arc, Connor. Conrad and I are on because there's like no moral quandary. None. <laughs> We're not to solve any problems. We just fuck shit up. Uh, yeah. So the, I mean, gargoyles are a creature in D and D. Those are like made out of stone. But this is the this is like a almost reptilian skinned gargoyle with wings and horns, and he's pretty big. You know, big beefy guy. He's a big guy. Yeah. How do we feel about the gargoyles cartoon? Uh, I think uh, what was it? Gabriel is that the name of the lead one? I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I liked it at the time. That voice was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah! Okay. I just was thinking about it. All right. So this this Nykoloth has uh, taken to the Yggdrasil and has barricaded himself inside the trunk, which should not normally be possible because the only thing that can eat through the Yggdrasil are Nidhogs, which have specifically developed to do that. They are the kryptonite of the Yggdrasil. 
Uh, so this is very unusual. That's because this uh, guy is the conduit of locusts. Ah. Mm. Read into that vis-a-vis lawyers how you wish. <laughs> so, so two prong plan. And then after that's planned, there are more prongs. But <laughs> we do love a two prong plan here on Dice. Uh, we 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 go talk tomorrow, so he doesn't blow us up for fucking with the tree. And then we talk to Callie because she likes you, and she eats tree. It's like it's a boom bam boom bum. Yeah, a boom bam boom bum. She's a good kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, she'll help us out. I'm so glad we cultivated these friendships. <laughs> All right, so who do you want to talk to first? Oh, it's got to be Mero first. I love him. Okay, so what do you say to Mero? I'm going to bring him a nut-flavored latte. <laughs> okay. <There he laughs> Look is. at him. Oh, drink up that warm nut. <laughs> Mero, my smaller friend, how are you? I'm good. I just love the tree so much. So that's why we're here. There is tree mischief afoot. <gasps> That's the worst kind of mischief. There's a lawyer in in the roots of the tree. He's in the park. No, he's in the roots. No, he's specifically in the park. I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> I just love trolling you. <laughs> you get so sad. I'm very sad. Yeah. Anyways, the tree bark roots. I'm not a tree expert. I'm a snake. I mean, he's like he's a conduit of locusts. No doubt, they're gonna eat the hell out of that bark. <gasps> we have to pull his organs out of his butthole. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we were thinking. So we wanted to come talk to you. So if you we you know maybe we're having a baby nidhog eat through to find him. We, you wouldn't blow us up because we're really trying to save your beloved tree. <laughs> Those contemptible hogs. Yes, but they're going to help. Think about it, peace. So every once in a while, some kind of cancer might develop inside the body of a host, so you will have to cut to get in there and remove it. So some temporary damage to the tree is necessary in order to save the larger organism. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here, take healing nuts. Oh, I love a healing nut. He gives you both a, 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 po- a healing nut. It's essentially like a healing potion that's going to help uh, you in your issue. Uh, what else can he do for you? Um, I mean, you can, You are welcome to join if you do not antagonize the Nidhogg. Um, <laughs> but also, I know how much you love trees. So maybe you put on some noise-canceling headphones and put on your stories. Take a nap and don't look at what we're doing to the tree. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go get my good ones. I got, I, I got the beats by Dre. <laughs> How did you afford that? You're a squirrel. I stole them. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> I love shoplifting. That's a new part of my character. Can, I do too, man. Can I play as this squirrel next season, please? Tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> lives forever. You just have to be on the edge of screaming on every line. N- Nipix fails <laughs> to hand in the great soul and gets killed, and now I get to play as the squirrel. Well, there we go. Now we found a solution. You know, if it goes off the rails, it'll be all right. It is time to visit child, very large child. Yes, large child. It's going to sit tiny child, but very large. Morrow has joined the party crashers. Uh, and you walk up to Calliope, who is a big worm, 
and she's just chilling out. I think you actually find her uh, like her. You don't even realize her dad's there because he's the size of a small galaxy. And then you're like, oh, we're ju- we're walking on him. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> His name is Jim. My name is not Jim. Jimothy. <laughs> Take uh one d four psychic damage. That's fine. T- that's two psychic damage that. from him speaking in your presence. Okay. Sorry. He's big. I had to commit to the bits. Ka- Callie, uh, how, how you doing? Hi, Mr. Man. Hi. Oh, sorry. What was the name we settled on? You told me the name last time and I forgot. I don't know. Pick any name you want. Doesn't matter. Mr. Man's fine. How are you? Oh, large? <laughs> yeah. Are you hungry? <laughs> Always. Because, <laughs> uh... We got a particular root section of, uh... <gasps> you know how I feel about roots! And this is sanctioned root eating. It is the bark, though. <laughs> yes, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you... Look, if you slip in and and grab a little bit of root while you're at uh-huh. the process, I mean, you know, who's we gonna... We went out of our way to get you permission? gonna say, right? Yeah, there's another version where you don't ask Morrow first, and after the assassination's done, he just goes apeshit on all of you. Right, yeah. No, he's my little body. Uh-huh. So he go, he's gonna go watch his soap operas, so he's not traumatized. Uh, Clive, he says, Yeah, I'd love to help. Um, Lancelot's is not allowed to hang out with Cordelia anymore, though. Is Lancelot your dad? No, this is my dad. And she points at the worm the size of the Milky Way. So I just, he's not your dad. He's not, he's not a, well, he kind of is a cop. But <laughs> he's not your dad. He does not get to tell you what to do. Uh, roll, just... pers- roll persuasion. 17. Yeah, that's good. You have a good relationship with Calliope. And he's not your father. Also, he's not here, so he won't know. Yeah, that's true. He, uh, and if he finds out, that means somebody is a snitch, and then we beat their ass. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, girl gang. Yeah, I mean, last time we were together, you told me to crush a man, and I killed him, and he splattered all over me. So I guess I'm in for a penny, in for a pound, huh? How did you feel about that? Powerful. Yeah, it's good shit. Okay, well, come on, if let's you, go. If you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh no! <laughs> Everyone's gonna be so mad in the Discord. Though. <laughs> we can't. We can't be their puppet. We can't do everything they want. Discord, you said you wanted the evil season. All right. So before we go to the assassination, uh, King Badass, you were walking down the street with Lloyd, your brother. You said you wanted to go talk to Abraham. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before we get there, Lloyd wants to talk to you a little bit. Okie dokie. Uh, so Lloyd says, So King, do, do, do you remember uh, the, the, the transformation now? The what now? Oh, we tra- you, this happened to a lo- us a lot growing up and you, you never remembered before. Uh, but it seems like you did it on purpose this time. The, the transformation. The, with power and the, the lights and the glowing and the fast and the, the thing. King's going to reach out and he's going to place the back of his hand against uh, Lloyd's forehead. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're sick. Fucking owned. Yeah, sorry. This this is exactly what happened when we tried to explain it to you growing up. Sometimes uh, someone would go down on a mission and you would just 
uh, just get very glowy and powerful. And then we'd say like, how'd you do that? And you wouldn't know what we were talking about. And we try to explain it and you would think we were sick. And so we just let it drop. But, um, I mean, we all can do it. It's just, I think you always thought it was just magic for us. You, you never really had the, the gift. So we just let you think it was magic, but now you can just do it. Wait, what gift don't I have? Magic. Like, the magic of friendship kind of magic or the fireball kind of magic? Yeah, the fireball kind of magic, yeah. Oh. So I can throw fireballs now? No, I don't think so. I think you just become faster and stronger and more resilient. And your wounds close. Oh, that seems useful. It sure does. I just didn't know you knew you could do it. Can I do it? Never mind. I guess you can't remember anymore, King. I just, you know, I was just thinking about how I wanted to get stronger, and then I guess I did. See, this has always been my concern, because I didn't know where it came from. Nobody did. I mean, we all had it, but nobody outside of the Nexus seems to have it. And I always worry, just like, you know, someday it would be gone. Just like I worry that my conduit of perplexion will be gone if I ever lose my internal confliction my 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 problems with the world you know like i settle down and then i'm not confused anymore then what good will i be but then you can be a new fun conduit like the conduit of being the cool brother or the conduit of being a cat guy uh well yeah that might be nice but it also might get me killed because then i won't have what it takes anymore i know i can kill you you're the strongest well, I didn't win that last rank war, so who even knows anymore? Yeah, but, I mean, if it's a tie, then doesn't everything stay the same? Ties just aren't satisfying. That's why that's why soccer never caught on over here in Sigil, you know? Yeah, I couldn't see who had the ball most of the time. <laughs> I'd get hungry. Yeah. this could, Me and Chris could just talk about sports for an hour and everyone would abandon us. I, I'm okay... I'm okay as long as you talk about the ones that were anime adaptations of. Did you see Greenline Manning just had his last game? <laughs> he really went out on top, even though it was rather indicative performance of him throughout his entire illustrious career. I did see that. Why are they ruining the draft picks? What's the point of winning when you're th- three and eleven? I'm happy because it gives him a 500 record, which at least should help him get into the Hall of Fame. He does deserve it. He's a two-time. Grouper Bowl MVP. <laughs> okay. Grouper Bowl. Welcome to the NFL podcast. Um, so you you and Lloyd talk about your conduits on the way to the Shattered Temple, the headquarters of the Athar, where you expect to find Abraham. Uh, but you do not. Uh, Lancelot and Abraham and Cowley are not there. Um, very few Athar are there, and you ask around, and you are told that uh they have gone to the Great Gymnasium. What's the great gymnasium? Is that like a big playground? They just explain to you what it is. There's no point in rolling for it and failing. Uh, the great gymnasium is the headquarters. Yeah, We had that moment in Dice Book before where the DM was just like, not going to risk you fucking this up. Let's just say you learned this information. I'm just still thinking about the grouper bowl. 
it just makes sense because there's NPCs, NPCs here who would just explain it. So there's no reason to fail. <laughs> uh, they tell you that the Great Gymnasium is the headquarters of the Transcendent Order, which is one of the factions. Uh, they basically, their beliefs are uh, Taoism or Taoism. It's a, oh, it's like a Chinese philosophical and religious thing that's complicated. And I don't know if we really want to get into it. But basically, they, they believe that training your body and mind are the highest calling um, that's where like a lot of uh, meditation and st- so forth uh, comes from. Oh, okay. Well, I go to so go see Abraham there then. Yeah, uh, the the people at the church tell you that if you cut through the graveyard, you can get there pretty quick. Okay, I'm gonna do a quick round of push-ups. It is in the gymnasium here, and then I'll head over to the great one. It's funny because a lot of uh, listeners who know Planescape have uh, pointed out that the Transcendent Order want to train their body and mind so that there's they're so like in tune with the universe they can act purely on instinct, which seems like it would be the perfect faction for King. But nobody's ever brought it up to King, so because none of us like sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason, but okay, it is my reason. Austin told me three things I could join, and I joined one of them. I sent a list and said, if any of these are interesting, you can join. And Lauren got back to me and said, Sensates. That was so many lists. I I know. I know, buddy. I'm sorry. Next season, no lists. You should have sent me Pokemon, and I would have memorized them via that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would know them. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Pokemon. Does anybody else think that Morgan looks like Anthony Kiedis? Oh yeah, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers update. John Frusciante's back in the peps. Wow. Well, here's uh, here's here's the sad sad thing about this news. <laughs> I knew that before you said it. That's what's sad because Google seems to think that I care, and I don't. <laughs> about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they're fine. Yeah, but Frechette is explicitly only on their good albums. Whenever he leaves the band, which he's done like three times, they get very bad. And when he comes back, he does good stuff. He was on Californication. He was on Blood Sugar Sex Magic and not on the ones in between before or after up until a certain point. So was Stadium Arcadium not a great album? That was his last one before he left. Okay, cool. Because I was like, I kind of dug that one when I was a kid. Yeah, he wasn't on their early stuff, which was bad. He wasn't on their later stuff, which, which was bad. And he wasn't in between their two best albums. He left for one album, which was bad. But he, be- anyway, sorry, this podcast can't be about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> it's about the Watchmen. It's about Pokemon. It's about Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think we're done. Margram is a Pokemon. So one of the evolved forms of Imbedimp, a.k.a. me. I guess I'm going to turn to Anthony Kiedis. Um, but, no, okay, it looks like he's got green pants, no shirt. Long black hair, one of it's like over his eyes. Some of it's over his eyes. Boom, Anthony Kiedis. Okay. Yeah. This is a very visual gag. <laughs> you can Google those two things. They have Google. I tweeted this like two hours ago. I know. It just, you have to know what he looks like and then you have to know what the Pokemon looks like. It's just a lot. It's a lot of distance to cover. I'm complicated. I do not know what Anthony Kiedis looks like. Okay. So after King gets some reps, reps in, him and Lloyd leave the Shattered Temple and head through the graveyard at the back of the church on their way to the great gymnasium um give me a perception check when we have a party wipe later in the season you're gonna be like why austin are you so mean and i don't want you to remember all the times you diss the chili peps <laughs> <laughs> I diss them. i'm just saying it looks like it i rolled a 20 
Holy shit. Yeah, King, a uh, U-spot, uh, two shadows uh, in the otherwise uh, twilight graveyard uh, that are moving above you in a disconcerting way. Your hunter's instincts kick in and you are uh, hypervigilant. They're bad shadows. Okay. Uh, I guess I will say to Lloyd, Hey, do you notice the shadows above us? Well, yeah, I'm a cat, so I'm constantly searching for bird. Oh, is that a bird? <laughs> no, I think those are shadows. And, I mean, I don't know, but maybe it's those stupid angel dudes who keep coming to try to kill us. Damn, Chris. Uh... Are you reading ahead, bud? <laughs> I'm just thinking that every time something surprises us out of nowhere, it's always been those stupid angel dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. It's diligence and it is patience. The two remaining virtues who are on a revenge path. Um, you have taken care of humility and charity. Chastity was never in the race uh, because they have a good, stable job. And then kindness and temperance were taken out through conversation. So there's only two left, but they are descending on you right now. Two uh, angels made of light wielding uh, glowing spears. Go away! <laughs> I want to go talk to my boyfriend. <laughs> we will not go away. Why not? They're just jealous. They don't have boyfriends. You have lived too long in sin. Today, you die. I don't really know what that means, but I don't really want to waste time fighting you. I've got things to do. Uh, diligence and patience land on either side of you and Lloyd. Uh, they raise up their spears and they're going to attack you first if you don't attack them. So total defense is an action you can do. You use it in place of attacking and what it does is it makes it harder for the enemy to hit you. So essentially they have to roll with disadvantage. I think in 5e that's just called dodge. Sorry, yeah. Total defense was 4e's version. Yeah. Same thing though. Yeah. So King takes a defensive stance. I think Lloyd goes back to back with you. He raises like the flaming cherub sword and his katana and it's, it's two brothers against two brothers. Mexican Armada. <laughs> Did anybody else? Okay. Sorry about the Rick and Morty yeah. uh, tangent for a second, but anybody else see the recent episode where they introduced horny dragons and then at the end they joined a hive mind. Oh my God. That was so good. I'm just saying, uh, check the timestamps yeah. on that. Yeah. You, you, you fucking, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were a lot hornier than my dragons. I, I mean, I think they're what people want when they're like, if, if we did a horny dragon season. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, so, uh, di diligence is in front of you, King. Patience is in front of your brother. And the, their effects are patience casts uh, slow on all adversaries and diligence casts haste on all allies. I don't know if you know the effects of slow by heart, but you can only take one action or bonus action, not both. And if you do uh, attacks, you can only do one, no extra attacks. And there's spellcasting rules, but you're not a spellcaster, so it doesn't matter. Also, you lose two AC. Okay. So they're going to roll initiative. Uh, that's a botch. That's a big old botch. Oh my god, Stabby. Stab Lloyd so that you'll get mad at yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> super sick. I'm sorry, that's very doom. <laughs> Stab each other. Can we cut back? Because I need to think of another way out of this. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, back to Nifix. This is actually oh, a pretty. Me. 
Yeah, this is a pretty easy scene. Um, you don't need to roll anything, and my involvement will probably be minimal. Tell me how you take care of the unnamed elf courier and Hector the coroner. Um, so, taking a little swig of that bone juice just to settle the nerves, uh, Nifix is gonna... Oh no! Yeah, Nifix is gonna... <laughs> Nifix is gonna, uh, go, go for, uh, the coroner first, so... I presumably have the coroner's number, right? Because because they called me like, okay, we're ready for the sting. Don't don't sweat the details. Don't overthink it. Just describe a scene. So you're as if you were like writing a screenplay. Nifix enters the room. Hector's there. I rip his butt off. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just trying to think how how to how to best do this. You can't take rip his butt off. That's mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You didn't copyright taking butts off. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. TM. <laughs> what the fuck? I'll rip a butt off and mail it to myself. What? what? <laughs> that's not, that's a, a urban legend about how copyright works, is you can mail something to yourself to copyright it. That's not, that's, that's nothing. It's nothing. No, it's nothing at all. So, uh, in order to sort of lure him away from his place of business, uh, Nifix is gonna is gonna message the coroner back and just go. Sorted, sorted the whole business. Big misunderstanding. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I, I want to thank you for pointing me down the right hand. You were actually a really big help. Um, if if you don't mind meeting up, you know, back back down the park. I just wanted to give you give you a big thank you. Um, as convincingly as possible. Uh, Nifix has got good deception. I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> and as this coroner comes back to the park, Nifix is going to attempt to, and I'm I'm trying to work out mechanically the the best way to do this, but she wants to remove his head. After all of those heads, he's been removing. Oh yikes! Yeah, uh, yeah, how, yeah. How do you want to do that, Nifix? I'm trying to work out like, does Nifix have a thing that would allow that to happen? Because I feel like that's the the symbolic way to do this. If if a, if a killing has got to occur. Yeah, I mean, I don't know your spells by heart, but I mean, disintegration. I feel like is the strongest one. Can you just like hit his head with the ore until it falls off? Okay, so this is like a this is a justice thing in a sense. This is a you know like eye for an eye kind of approach the, to murder. Revenge. The, this is if Nifix is gonna kill this person, it feels like the end. The his ending should probably mirror what he's been doing. So some there's some sort of sense of poetic justice. In it. Okay, well now that we know that. Yeah. Does it matter specifically how the head comes off the body? I'm open to suggestions. Well, I'm just saying there's tons of ways to kill the person. Like, do you want them to die as a result of the head coming off the body? Or is the head coming off the body something that can happen post-mortem? I, mm, that is, that is a, that is a suggestion, I suppose. Like, you use the ore, like, in a similar fashion as you might, say, a, uh, um... Oh, God. What? I don't trust you! You're gonna say uh, something gross. <laughs> no, I was, I was not. I, I was not. I was thinking about, you know, like, at a, a brick oven pizza. You have that, 
that shuffle that you use to like pull it, yeah, from in and out, yeah. So I figure if you just go with the neck straight in like that, you could just pull back with the head. Yeah, I, I, I want to note that this isn't like a Nifix is appearing in front of in front of Hector to gloat and go, aha, I shall do my poetic justice. No, this is without a word, attempting to do this without being seen. Disintegration, slice through that, ne- disintegrate that neck. It would have been fun if we, if you had more time, because then you could have gotten a bunch of scalpels and like tied them to the end of your oar. That's I don't think scalpels. that's I don't think I don't think that's Nifix's style. Yeah, I would. I wonder how much the poetic justice thing is something you tell yourself, because I imagine there's a combination of just being lit right now, being doing this under magical obligation of. Uh, just like slow, slowly losing your moral compass, and then some poetic justice. It's like a combo. It's a cocktail. I I feel like at least part of it is Nifix going. If this it, Nifix being a little bit self aware and going, if this was a story that like this is what would happen in the cutscene in the game, you know, to poetically tie it all up. All right, so you don't say anything. You just he just walks yeah. up and you just jump out and you just brick pizza oven his head off. <laughs> just pe- pizza oven that head off. All right, bye, Hector. R.I.P. Um, ah, God, with the the delivery with the delivery person. Uh huh. Um, I I think Nifix is gonna use the delivery app to try and uh, book a delivery with this this person, in the hopes of uh of 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 getting to them that way. Mm-hmm. I I now vi- envision a montage scene. Where, like, there's a door that keeps open, there's a different delivery person every time, <laughs> you keep slamming the door on. <laughs> um, so, when she finally finds this, this delivery person, Nifix is gonna use hypnotic pattern before killing them with destructive wave, which I, I, I think Nifix doesn't necessarily want this to be, he sees the destructive wave coming and knows oh um I, this is my impending death i think mm-hmm. at the very least she's trying to make it over before he knows it's happened mm. is it that reason or is it that it doesn't want the victim's last thought to know that it was nifix that did it i, I mean a bit, a, a bit of a a bit of a a bit of b nifix is edgy there's a lot going on in there is a lot going on in that head right now but uh so Nifix calls out the delivery person to like a hypnotic pattern that's waiting for them, and then you just walk up behind them and just blow them up. Yeah, just pop them like a balloon with your destructive wave, and then walk away. Yeah. Um. Now, dur- during all this, ha- d- does Nifix have to go and hand that that great soul in, or is it going to get come and get collected when the time's up? I think Sharon offered to uh, deliver it down because she's she has the boat down to the abyss. So you have like an hour left, and you have to run to Sharon's. Okay, okay. N- Nifix, Nifix gets both of these these killed. Sort of no real stopping to think about it. Just yep, that's done. Yep, that's done. Off we go. Cash this in. Go go go. All right, we'll cut back uh, for that scene, but let's give Blake and Cordelia time to do their thing uh so we just smash cut into the middle of the scene you're all riding on top of callie who's a giant worm um maro's there you all are just like what are you doing up on the just party worm 
Is Mario just sitting there in headphones, like watching on his iPad, like a like a kid? Is he like my child now? Do, oh my god, do I get a kid again? <laughs> we can't do the child subplot child! again. Child, let me adopt this angry squirrel. You give him an iPad, he loads up all those weird uh, Joker, Elsa, Doctor, no! pregnant videos. But, but <laughs> oh, the next thing you know, it's Paul Joseph Watson. No. Okay, well, I'm taking it away. He's taking the iPad away immediately. Uh, that's what we're doing, I guess. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So the uh, Callie approaches the part of the tree that the 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 failsafe executive is holed up in. Uh, you can see where the 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 bark is like eaten away. These locusts can eat through any organic material, and they're like swarming through the holes in in the in the trunk. Now, uh, you can hear them from you know miles away. They're just an un godly swarm um and she just like crashes face into it and just starts eating through the bark as the locust burst out roll initiative all right maro is on our team yep kill locust with a tiny squirrel moose on squirrel moose on squirrel moose on squirrel <laughs> what's wrong with me Ah, I I used to love watching that. And that was uh like my parents, my mom and I. Uh Aww. she really loved um Rocky loved that show as a kid too. Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. Yeah. I had a Rocky yeah. and Bullwinkle Christmas ornament when I was little. That's relevant because it's December. Yep, Blake, then Cordelia, then Nikoloth, who you see him in the middle of the swarm. He is kind of dug himself a bunker here inside the tree, but Callie just rips it open with her specialized nidhog teeth. Uh, Blake, you're, you're go. There's a giant swarm of locusts, and there's a gargoyle man. Well, these locusts are a problem. And, you know, I, if there's one thing I know about uh, extermination is that a gas will just take care of that. So I'm going to cast Cloud Kill. That's probably good. Into- the tree will be fine, right? Yeah, like we said, the, the tree, the Yggdrasil is, is magical and special. It holds up the whole universe. The only things that can damage it are Nidhogg teeth and things which have like uh, some kind of overriding factor. The locust says they can eat through any organic material. So that's an overriding factor. All right. So if I just target the back of this hole that they've made, it'll come out from that point and yeah, should... You- you could just fill his entire bunker with poison gas, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is a that... Geneva Convention kind of thing, but that's not, not your problem. We're killers! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think, Cordelia, it's your turn. Oh! It is worth noting that you are organic material, for what it's worth. Oh, no. Um, so we got the gas, right? Yeah, right? you're immune to gas. Well, I know I'm a moon. A moon. A moon. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do. I'm just double checking. I'm going to do Ice Storm. Oh, boy. And it's a cylinder. And I'm going to put that cylinder in the hole. You're really just stuffing this hole. <laughs> Stop that! You what you're doing you stop that what kind of save do i need to make um dexterity saving throw no he's too chunky <laughs> uh 17 fuck yeah no i my spell saved dc 17 got him 
But that's half still, so let's see. That's going to be 3d8 bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. All right, so Callie rips the, the front bark off, and you just uh, start pouring ice and poison into this hole. So that'll be five bludgeoning damage. Not great. And then it's going to do cold, 46 cold damage. Eight. Uh, this ice and poison begin filling uh, this hole. Uh, what's the uh, cloud kill now on, on Nykeloth's turn? Uh, they have to make a constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, any creature in the area. And, Twelve. Uh, no. Uh, so that's going to be 19 damage. All right. And then Snikeloth's turn. Dexterity saving throw both of you as locusts swarm all over you and begin eating through you. I don't like locusts. Eating through me? They're eating him. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to eat me too. Oh, oh my god. god. 20! Save. Suck that, locusts. <laughs> suck that, locusts. Five. <laughs> I feel like suck that, locust should be the title of the episode. Yeah, so 29 to Blake and 14 to Cordelia as locusts begin eating through you. And Cat And Morrow, who's much smaller. I think he's going to use his turn. Uh throwing bombs to try to keep him actually i think he throws down like a bubble shield like you know in halo okay Mm -hmm. because i was gonna tell him to get into my tail and i'd roll him up like a little (laughs) that's cute uh blake it's your turn again this nykeloth is just like holding up his staff and directing his locust just like yes fly fly my pretties it's horrifying like it's really disgusting yeah i don't approve of 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 this at all (laughs) what is that uh you can think of this as a class action. Uh, Throwing up now. Thank you, Austin. Class actions are really hard to file. They're so complicated. Nobody cares. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's toss a fireball in there. Oh gosh. No, locusts are weak to fire. Are they going to shatter like glass because they were cold and now they're hot? Uh, Ooh, crit on that. So that's going to 22 for the save and the fireball. Uh, 12 damage. Ooh, it could be better, honestly. Cordelia, you have a turn? Ha! Yes. Uh, Sacred Flame. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you just said that they're weak to fire, so now I'm going to do it just to do it. Uh, that's a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's a botch. That's a botch? Or it's an eight. It's a ten, technically, because I get advantage against spells, but it's not great. Twenty! Damn, that's a pretty good for a cantrip. Suck that. Locusts. <laughs> You're gonna get, gonna get matching jackets say <laughs> suck that locust? <laughs> yes, that's our greaser gang now. <laughs> All right, and then Locust 2, Electric Locust Lou. I rolled damage for you guys to deck save throws. That's not appropriate. Roll dexterity saving throws for Locusts. 13. <laughs> 10. Double fail. You both take 23 damage as they land on your face and start eating it. Oh. It could be worse. Blake, it's your turn. Or actually, our friend Morrow is going to throw a bomb. Thank you. Uh, that's 13 damage. Blake, your turn. 
Oh my, that's a lot of... Uh, I'm going to eat that healing nut. Well, I can't... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's say Blake's full health again. Cordelia, your turn. I'm going to eat that healing nut. Okay, just a whole turn of nuts, huh? I love to nut. Fuck, I forgot <sighs> the word. Okay. Some... Never mind, I can't remember words. Dexterity saving throw for locusts. How about you suck these locusts now, actually? Oh, seven. Thirteen. Double fail, 26 damage. Get locust. <laughs> 26. Uh, Mara throws another bomb. Oh my god, 22. You almost maxed that damage. 22. Good thing you brought him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said I knew we should talk to him. Uh, Blake, your turn. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, I, I, I feel I feel like we could do better on this fireball than we did last time. Yeah. I, I really do. So let's do a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 17. Oh, fuck. It, that passes. That's a bummer. Uh, all right. In that case. Oh, wow. That was shit, too. Uh, so 10 damage. Very bad rolls. Cordelia, yeah. it's your turn. All right. I'm mad now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go big. Big boy. I'm going to cast Blight into the hole. Yep. 19. Okay. So that is 19 damage because it's halved. All right. 27 for Blake and 13 for Cordelia. Blake, it's your turn. Hmm. This is not going as well as I would like. He's a very high-powered lawyer. He's a very high-powered lawyer. We're going to do another fireball. All right. We're just going to do it at a higher spell level. 19. Fuck me. Yeah, he's rolling really well. Yeah, yes. that's some shit. Um, 18 damage. All right, yeah, that's going to do it, actually. Oh. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Were you both close to dying? I had 25, and I just, like, was going to be really annoyed if I had to waste a turn casting false life on myself. Mm. Yeah, I was down to 23. Another another hit would have taken me out. All right, so paint me a picture of this. So you're, Callie's, like, circling this cloud kill. I mean, it's starting to disperse because you lost concentration on it, but you were just hucking fireballs. Cordelia's raining down sleet. Uh, these locusts are trying to eat through you. You're healing your wounds with the, the healing nut before your flesh is gone. Can I hold Myro up like Simba in The Lion King and he throws one last grenade? <laughs> sure, I mean, if you don't mind. if like, I don't but, mind that at all. I think that's fucking great. Okay, so <laughs> Blake technically got the last ki- uh, like damage in on the, the rules, but if you want to give Mara like, the kill. It's we let him because he's the baby. So <laughs> Calliope like, does a, a strafing run around the Nykoloth and you just lift Maro up and he hucks a bomb and what, it just hits him in, like, the face, and it blows... The, yeah, right on the schnoz. Just blows his head off? It, it, it hits him and probably bounces to the ground, you know, and, and, and does one of those, like, you know, comic relief pauses before it, you know, like, implodes and pulls everything within that small pocket of eaten out stuff into a condensed black hole that formed from the nut. It's a black hole nut. Black hole nut. Black hole, Black hole nut. nut. <laughs> Won't you come? <laughs> Do you ever just say something so stupid you know you never live it down? <laughs> Do what things smell? Every day. 
tomorrow are you okay? You're so small and there were so many bugs. They're in my nose! Let's get the neti pot! <laughs> it's like, or the little, the little like turkey basted thing they use for babies' noses. Mm-hmm. Mario, you are not a baby, but you are small, and so I must use baby-sized medical treatments. All right, so, I mean, as the Nykoloth uh, is re- actually pulled into a fucking quantum singularity and compressed down to atoms, all of the, the locusts, like, just crumble to dust and blow away, and you're left in a giant crater in the side of the Yggdrasil. What do we do about this? We, I mean, it's not our fault, but also... Uh, if I'm totally... If totally honest, make a really good hiding spot. I mean, he had the right idea, right? Who would come to look here? So, are we saying evil lair? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of thinking evil lair. Oh my god, are we going to have an evil lair? Maro, can we have this lair? We will not hurt tree. I mean, it'll take a couple millennia for it to grow back. You'll be dead by then. Yeah, so are you cool with that? I guess. Well, you're invited to the lair when, and we'll have snacks. Uh, oh, we'll have to do a whole housewarming thing. Game nights? Just get the locust dust out of my nose. Okay. I do that because mm-hmm. I'm going to want medicine to get the locust <laughs> dust out of his nose. I love this squirrel. <sighs> Sweet baby squirrel. Clive, he says, And I helped. You did help. You sure did. I rolled 14. Okay, yeah, you get the locust dust out of his nose. Callie, do you want to? Well, you probably might not fit, but we're going to have an evil lair here. Is that cool? (laughs) Yeah, I think she can can turn back into a gnome after she puts you down, and you guys can inspect the the hole in the Yggdrasil and its lair potential. We're going to clean it up. If we're going to put furniture in, some nice tapestries, we'll get a mini fridge, we'll have finger sandwiches. Maybe we'll set up a little, little clubhouse, you know, up in the loft for, for you, you know, Callie, if, you, yeah, if we'll, you're interested. We'll put a sign outside, no good guys allowed. Oh, we definitely can't tell Lance a lot about this. That, see, you're learning. Yep, that's it. You've got it. Some things are secrets for certain groups of friends. <laughs> We're terrible role models. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to make Calliope the villain of this season. I can tell already. And no. The, the, the Lancelot is the little bitch, not Calliope. King, have you thought of a way t- uh, to deal with these angels? Is there an open grave with uh, an ominously large uh, tombstone next to it? I mean, the answer is yes, but I- I'm asking. I mean, I don't know why there would be an open grave, but yeah, there, there's it's like... It's an abandoned uh, church, isn't it? They, got, they started finishing, then they're like, ah, shit, church is abandoned, everybody, let's go, you know? Sure, okay. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of tombstones of different sizes and shapes and styles for your needs, for your dark purposes. I'm gonna portal gun over to the... For your dark necessities. That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers reference for you. <laughs> I'm gonna use my filth lance, and I'm going to place a portal beneath the slowing guy and then another portal inside that grave and then I'm just going to knock that tombstone on top of him and crush him beneath and then beat the shit out of the fast guy when he's all alone so you've been you spent the entire time we were talking to the other characters trying to do, make a portal puzzle from Valve's game Portal yes 
I decided I really wanted to do. I, I decided I really wanted to play literally any other game but Dungeons and Dragons right now. <laughs> Why do you try to hurt Austin so bad? <laughs> I didn't design it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. And everyone says, oh, Lauren's so mean to Austin. As if I'm the only one. If it was up to me, we'd be playing the the system they made for Disco Elysium, where there are, there is no combat system whatsoever. Uh, okay. Why? Hang on. No, no, no. Let's go, let's go back. Why are we not doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we will. I mean, that I don't know if you guys know the story of the development of that game. It literally started from a homebrew D&D campaign they made where they came up with like all the politics and the history and stuff that's in there. And then they tried to make it into a video game. And you could find the development studio. By the same token, I encourage people to go read the George R. R. Martin edited series Wild Cards, which is a like a superhero thing, but it's exactly the same thing. Came out of a group of sci-fi fantasy authors playing D and D together. It's fucking crazy. Uh, so, which one did you push in the grave? The one who slows. <laughs> he who slows. He who slows. You throw pa- patients through a portal that goes to a grave, and the the gravestone falls on them. Yeah, I'm pushing the gravestone on top of him. All right, so that so that's your turn, and now it's you and Lloyd are gonna duel patient. Or you and Lloyd are gonna duel diligence. Uh, first, uh, you're going to get attacked. So they get an, he gets an extra attack uh, because he has haste. Dokely dokely. So that's gonna be one, two, three, four. Yikes on bikes. Twenty six or twenty six crit. Twenty six eighteen. Yep, that's all hit. Oh man, that's too much damage. It's almost as though this was the fight I was trying to avoid. Oh, boy. That's 71 damage. How do you like me now, motherfucker? (laughs) Oh, my God. Is it my turn? It is your turn, yeah. That was an ominous tone of voice. Hokey dokey. So, I'm fucking just uncorking on this bitch. (laughs) Uh-huh. So I'm going to use my all my attacks with advantage against this fucking glowing jabroni over here. <laughs> so 20, 19, crit, 25, 23, 25, and second crit. Okay, so you, you teleported patients far enough away where you're not slowed anymore is the yes. pr- the premise of this. Okay. Yes, it was to isolate the person who makes it so I can't do what my character does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll damage. I mean, I think everything basically hit, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think, yeah, none of those miss. Christ on bikes. Uh, Hold on. Plus five. <laughs> plus eight. <laughs> These guys were really balanced for you only be able to attack once around, Chris. 16. <laughs> okay, so it's 130. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> All right, just paint me a picture, you dick shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to, uh, like, it's it's a tag team between me and Lloyd. Because I gave this dude the opportunity to walk away. You really did. But he, he was also... Take he thought you could only attack once per round. Think about how <laughs> long it would have taken you to do that much damage. I know. And I don't think we would have survived being hit by him more than once. So it's Lloyd and, and King doing a tag team. 
but we're too fast, even for this super fast dude, because we're like our 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 powers in tandem. I don't think there was ever a scene where this happened, but imagine in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle if Sonic and Shadow teamed up on the same enemy and they were super fast like that. Like it's overwhelming, you know? Uh-huh. And uh eventually I'm kicking that motherfucker into another grave and I'll drop another tombstone on him. <laughs> and then and then I'm peeing on the grave. Yeah. I mean the other one's gonna have time to get out of the grave if you start doing that. Alright, then I'm just I'll leave then. Okay, so to be clear, you're not killing patients. I mean, I guess we could just lift open the grave and stab him a bunch <laughs> and then drop it on him again. I mean, it's up to you. So uh, this is interesting because like two, it was two brothers against two brothers and their synergy was strong and th- they basically had you outmatched. But by separating them, your brother brotherhood was able to overcome. It's very cool. And now you have them at your mercy. They're like, if you've thrown them both into graves, one has no health and one has like full health. What do you do? I think it is more imperative to King at this moment to go talk to Abraham. Plus, I enjoy the irony that even though it'll take years to constitute again, the brothers won't be reunited because one's still not dead. Mm. So that'll be the one that doesn't get to reunite with everybody else. Okay. And he has to stay stuck in a grave for a while until he can figure to get himself out. Uh, for for diligence, you kill him by you and Lloyd working together. You're able to overcome his speed and stab him up, throw him in a grave, and then you just drop a tombstone on him that explodes his head, basically. Yeah. And then Patience is in the other one under a stone, but still alive. And then you just like kick some dirt on him and walk away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Can we just bury him alive? Yeah, sure, dude. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a very chill, heartwarming episode. I know. This is like our Christmas special. Evil season. And then can I go talk to my boyfriend? Um, yeah, so King, you head over to the Great Gymnasium, having buried patients alive and crushed Dillinger's head like a grape. Um, and you actually get there, and Abraham is giving a speech to people in the, the bleachers at the gymnasium. And he's saying, together, we will be stronger than any anyone else in Sigil. Together, stronger, mightier, more powerful, faster. Teleprompter. Please help. <laughs> just bigger. Everyone just like... Clapping, and he's like completely forgot what he was talking about. Hmm. Roll to be proud, me. <laughs> I will take a seat so I can watch. Yeah. So he fin- he kind of improvs the rest of his speech that he forgot what he's doing. He's just emphasizing being big and strong and powerful and tough and cool, and everyone's into it. And they clap, and then he gets up and like starts shaking hands. This is like the same role you saw him at the the Grand Prix. Was just like. He gets up there and he's like, you know me, I'm very popular and cool. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you are. We love you, Abraham. And he's like, oh, I love you too. All right. So who wants a free cookie? Oh, oh, I want a free cookie. I want a free cookie. Me, me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's other people there from the eighth hour start giving out cookies. And after Abraham has finished uh, shaking hands and signing stuff and taking selfies, he comes over to get you and he says, Oh, my favorite new Aethar member, King Badass. Hi! Favorite person who gave me a gym? (laughs) (laughs) How's it treating you? How's the glove? Good! I got a good pump on before I came. I can see you're glistening. (laughs) Thank you! I killed an angel. 
<laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't know about that, but they are just uh, cowardly god suckers. So I'm sure that was fine. I left one in the grave, and I'll have to deal with it later. But that's a tomorrow king problem. <laughs> oh dear, who's this fuzzy young lad? That's my brother. Oh. Uh, Lloyd noticeably uh, tries to look inconspicuous. Uh, everybody in here being Athar or uh, the the Transcendent Order is the name of this faction. Uh, Cipher for short. Usually, every every faction has a formal and informal name. They're usually called ciphers. Hey, could I talk to you in private? Of course. Cool. Does that mean kiss? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe we hold hands on the way there. Yeah. Lancelot got the locker room all for ourselves. It's where we came in to get get pumped for the speech. We just pop in real quick. Well, it might be a long conversation. It's a big locker room. Well, I don't know what that has to do with the conversation's time. Okay, he just picks you up and starts walking. (laughs) (laughs) So how's your day been? Great, I think the speech went over well. I forgot... The whole end of it, but they didn't seem to mind. That's fine. The ending isn't as important as the start or the middle. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, sometimes when I'm doing reps, the last ones are a little sloppy, but that's okay because your arms are tired from all the good work they did. That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Thank you. I'm very smart. <laughs> you're, a, you're a genius, King. <laughs> I can't stop visualizing this conversation going on as, like, one or both parties is being railed. <laughs> Conrad. I- I'm sorry. It's just, Conrad. Right, but it's oh, so man. casual. It's so, like... They're already drawing porn. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, come on. The juxtaposition of that level of activity with the casualness <laughs> of the conversation is so just good. Like in the background. Yeah, just like, <laughs> listener, roll back about a minute and a half and listen to this whole exchange, but imagine that the character of your choice is getting railed by the other one. <laughs> Please do. With that fine image in mind, uh, Abraham uh, takes King into the locker room for you to talk in private. Hey, so I have an important question to ask you. Well, I guess it's not so much a question as it is a lot of questions, and then potentially a follow-up one at the end that's really important. But it kind of depends on what you say at the first stuff, then. Hmm. One of those situations, I see. Go ahead and shoot, buckaroo. Do they have a name for them? Yep, they call it the question a palooza. <laughs> I got a real big question, Palooza, to ask you then. So, why don't you like gods? Oh, does King get to ask this question? This line of questioning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so some people can. Mythics is covered in neck ashes and elf blood. Like, oh, somebody gets to question stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Abraham says. Well, the gods never did anything to me personally. It was my ancestors, you know. There's a great, uh, gosh, what is it called? The Titanomachy? Oh, there's a word for it. I'm very bad. You could probably ask Lancelot. He's better at pronouncing things. But yeah, the, the, the first gods killed the first titans. And it was a huge, terrible, big, bad murder thing. And so, you know, tradition. 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 
da, 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 da. tradition. I watched that movie too. <gasps> King, would you like tickets to a musical? Yeah, wait, oh no, this is important. I have to do this first. Okay, well, I can get you tickets, my guy. <laughs> uh, I would like to roll an insight on Abraham right now. 24. He is so fucking jazzed to take you to a musical. Okay. More importantly, is he, he being honest when he kind of acts like he doesn't have much of a personal stake in all this? That it's just really tradition why he does all this. Yeah, 100%. He's just like, okay. uh, he, he's, not, he's not very ide- ideological. He's just like cool and popular and strong. And he has a, um, emp- like a sympathetic backstory that makes this politically useful that people use him for. Okay. So, I don't know if you heard, but I lost my son recently. Oh, no. My condolences, King. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to kill him. But I guess maybe I kind of learned some things along the way. Friendship was the sons we killed along the way. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, we all deal with grief in our own way. If you if you want to talk about it, I can listen. Or if you need the name of a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of sad. You know, I liked him. I didn't get to know him, but everyone was really... I don't know. They didn't ask about him a lot or what it felt like or anything. They just told me I had to kill him over and over. I think uh, Abraham, like... Goes to comfort you, gives is uh, makes a hug available if you're if you need it. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, he gives you a wholesome hug. Aww. Do you wish the Aethar could do more good things? Of course, I'm all about doing good things, helping people, beating up bad guys. I mean, that's good then, because that's kind of what I want to do. I want to be able to help all the kids in the city that don't have homes anymore or families to go back to or take care of them or cook them their favorite meal on their birthdays. That That's a laudable goal. Uh, that's usually the the bleak cabal is in, in that business, but we try to help out when we can. Yeah, but I want to help all the kids. Uh, is there some group that the bleakers aren't helping? Well... Yeah, it seems like there's some people in the slum part that don't get helped all the time. And no one was really there to be able to help me with my son. You mean charity is a neoliberal band-aid on the broken social order? What? Do what now? <laughs> Not nothing. He wouldn't say that. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. He stops and looks right at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> You mean charity has no discernible impact on poverty? What? Whoa. Anyway. He says, what'd you have in mind, King? Well, I was thinking, helping all those kids would be something that's, like, impossible, right? If the bleakers can't do it, then I suppose no one can, yeah. But gods could do impossible things, can't they? Uh... I uh, I suppose that they did they did defeat all the Titans who are the strongest people around, so they're the strongest. So if I could become a god, I could help all those kids, right? You're not wrong. I don't. Uh. I'm not enthusiastic about the direction this is going, but you don't. You haven't said anything incorrect. 
Okay, I'm not enthusiastic either, but I'm just thinking that maybe if I became a god and I could help all those kids, then maybe that's something I should do. I'm just loving how much leeway he's got to go down this this train of thought before anyone gets mad. You talked to the wrong Aethar. I, I talked to the wrong god killer. <laughs> I, I also, I think it's just kind of, it's so fascinating to have this conversation in the context of, like, genuinely like, oh, being a god, that's an attainable goal for me. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Yeah, in Planescape it is, so. Yeah. Um, Abraham says... I mean, that's what the believers are all about, be- trying to become gods to help people. So, I mean... Are they? Because the first time I met the believers, they were just there to watch Jean become the demon queen. And that sounded like it would be really bad for everybody. I don't know about all that, but I did pay attention during member orientation, and I remember learning that the Aethar and the believers used to be allies back during the... The old times before the first faction war. Oh, we wouldn't call it the first faction war because there hasn't been a second yet. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> during during the great faction war, uh, back before then, the Aethar and the Believers were, were allies because we both believed that gods weren't special. Uh, we didn't because we just have a gods ain't shit policy, but Believers because they believed they could become gods, so there's nothing really special about it if everyone can do it. So... so- in that situation, I could become a god, and it wouldn't cause a gigantic war that could kill everybody? I don't know where that came from, but as long as the Lady of Pain exists, there won't be any wars. <laughs> Is she around? Because no one seems to know. I mean, people see her from time to time, don't they? Well, can you talk to her? No, no one can talk to the Lady of Pain. That's her kind of her whole thing. Why not? It sounds like she's really smart and can do some things to help us. King, if I had an answer about the Lady of Pain, I would be hailed for generations as one of the greatest minds of my time. Knowing a single thing about her is more than all the gods that ever existed ever accomplished. Don't be hard on yourself. I think your head's great. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, would you be really angry and hate me if I tried to become a god? Um, I would be disappointed, but I, we can still, we can disagree and still be friends. Just friends. How about we go to that musical and let's, let's see how we feel after that. Okay, but I have to help my brother with a date first. I promised him. (laughs) You're just a little romance machine, huh? Yeah, I guess so. So, to be clear, are you saying that you're going to side with the believers, but still stay friends with Abraham? Maybe more than friends, but you're just basically getting his permission to go against him politically? If it were an all or nothing, then you could say King is going independent to do this if he can't have any like affiliation with the Aethar in this quest, but he is not joining with the believers. So, to be clear about the way Planescape works, is that... To become a god, you have to be a believer. That's one and the same because of the way that belief works in the Outer Plains. So there is not a become a god plan that does not involve the believers of the source. King can mis- misunderstand this. I just want Chris to understand, to be clear. Hey, has someone explained that to King? 
Yeah, I think Abraham does. He says that, you know, the Athar and the believers used to be allies. They're not anymore because they split over the God question. If you want to become a God and join the believers, he won't hold it against you. He he will understand. Oh, okay, then. Then I guess I just have to take over the believers. Jingle, jingle. It's December. That's the December bells. Jingle, jingle. You know what that means. It's time for executive My birthday, producers. exactly. It's my birthday. Oh. Everybody, make sure to give me a present at patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. Wow, thanks. Such generosity. Also, give me a present for Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it all the way through. Disclaimer, all presents to Austin will eventually go to Lauren. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> uh-huh the executive producers for december 2019 you know that's not gonna pick up you're gonna... you know your butt's not gonna pick up i'm right on the mic you little fuck i'm right on it's, it just giving it a smoocherino <laughs> why do you have to do it like this though is this what santa would want oh my god i will murder you me yes do the credits Joseph Dumbrello. Extellaris. Garrett, I talk words. I are people. <laughs> now they're just they're trolling me. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> Conduit of groceries. Jade, the Emperor's hand. That's ominous. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. Evolution. John Madera, Conduit of Caramel Lattes. The Cult of Gorfanax. Rob Dakin, conduit of dice funk, keeping me sane on a 300-mile drive. I wonder if on a 300-mile drive you listen to the whole credits every episode. That really eat up some time, huh? Paul yeah. Mullen. Alice in the Purple. Emily, conduit of Dynamax Yamper. Oh, he's so big. So big. Christ man, fist fighting Santa over spoiled white kids. I bet, I bet Santa will kick the shit out of most white kids. I think he- so. He's powerful. Toshirukuru conduit of being thankful for content that inspires. Andrea Grothin. Dr. Goat of Christmas Past Man. <laughs> Face down, ass up. That's the way my brother died. <laughs> That's very good. I don't feel like we can do it justice, honestly. Festive Jamie is probably stressing over gifts as you speak. Can we just take a moment to talk about gifts and how what an awful obligation they hey, are? Hey, shut up, Francois V. She likes gifts. I hate gifts. This is the main fissure in our friendship. Hedron Master. Nephis Nef Nephis. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Ne- Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Possum Kingdom Refugee supports Lauren's nudes. Thank you. Random conduit of would you like a hug? Vinny, conduit of Christmas. No, I can't read this one. Do it! Vinny, conduit of Christmas tree butt plugs. That can't be real. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, Z23619. It's just the quiet assurance, like, yes, Austin, yes, it is. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Oh, I guess like Christmas tree themed. I was thinking of like just an actual tree. I was like, that can't be. What's wrong be. with you? 
a lot of things, honestly. <laughs> Morgan Rapp. Haley Anderson. Did we say Anthony Patron of Dora? I was too busy thinking about both. I did. Plugs. Pinko Sock. Haley Anderson. I'm going backwards. Pinko Sock. <laughs> <laughs> and someone did uh, Santa Fatagan. Nah, Santa <laughs> North Pole. <laughs> it's the thing from Call of Cthulhu. The Cthulhu Fatagan made with Santa. I'm sorry I ruined your joke by just explaining it. Tis I! Zedster. 69 Spoopy 420 Sean Lawrence Ludes. Yes. A montage of goth nifics staring out into the rain. Wow. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Sorry, I was thinking about nifics. This is such an important image for people to internalize for this arc. Aaron Norgard. (laughs) Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, future chapter head of the Satanic Temple of Nebraska. Someone's gotta do it. (laughs) Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Alex Vepra. An otter playing in the snow. This otter's going on such an adventure through the credits. I'm jealous. Uh-huh. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feji, conduit of eyeballs in the fruitcake itself. No. Andy Harkins. It's like a haunted house thing where it's like the spaghetti is... What is the spaghetti? Mm, organs? Yeah, with their eyes in the fruitcake. Anna. Uh, Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Archduke Archibald, the huggable cactus. Huggable of cactus. (laughs) The huggable of cactus. Ariadne, spinning up a new display name. Still good. Arjun de (laughs) Koning. Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. (laughs) Austin, you absolute slad. (laughs) Austin! Merry Christmas to everyone. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Mm-hmm, there's going to be a lot of Christmas cheer, and I just want to reiterate, presents are bad, and I don't like them. Becky Tuzel, property of Janiac. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. Bira Echo. 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 Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny, slimy nips. <laughs> Why are they slimy? I don't know. They added it in that in, They added that in to hurt me. Big challenges. <laughs> big time Getty Lee, member of Big Time Rush. I get it. Blackstone Morgan. Blue Six. Bones or Bonus. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons. Mmm. Mmm. cattle, yeah. I know that's wrong. Don't at me. Cute lady Christmas candy conduit of orchids. Callum, rake with a Blake. Wait, fuck. Turner. Cameron Abbas. Someone sh- should throw Blake in a lake and say Blake in the lake. I don't think he'd like it. No. Candace, listen to Dice Funk Starling. Kara Dwent, conduit of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. Being not horny is the greatest gift you can give me. Everyone out there. Just, uh, just uh, for, for Christmas this year, don't be horny. Chance Hamlin is a gambling pig at your Xmas feast. <laughs> Charlie, I fucking choked on my breakfast at Womblade. <laughs> Chocolate. I just want to say, Chance Hamlin, thank you for inspiring my one shot with your name sounding like a gambling pig. <laughs> was that it? I remember. Yeah, that was what, that's what, that's what I was like. Gambling pig. I can go somewhere with this. Yeah, I remember it was basically just a stream of consciousness word association, but that's funny. Chastity jeans. Chloe the dog defending house against Nemesis dog. 
Chris, Conduit of Bad Decisions, Walling. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Colton King. Conduit of Cat Beef. <laughs> Cordelia, the tube with the dude. Corum the Recursive, Conduit of Corum himself. Cosmignon, Conduit of Stardust, Ink Master General. Counterfifth. Sierra Saldana, Prophet of R and Jesus. Cucumber. Dandy Snuff. Daniel Marsden, Conduit of Unnecessary Consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Dawning Frost. Deathworm Jingle, don't let the bells end. Is, okay, that's the title for the movie, Deathworm Jingle? I don't know, but it's very ominous. I'd watch it. Decibel. Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Dinosaurs are giant birds with teeth. Now, I'm no dinosaurologist, but... Geese have teeth already. DM Tao. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Not to be confused with Don Johnson, who is a person who exists. <laughs> she added that. That's not part of it, but that would be a funny thing to write. <laughs> Dorian, <laughs> Conduit of Devotion. Dr. Isix. Dragon Nexus, Conduit of Taking Too Long to Support You. Dylan and Rillin, the dog, listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also, dishes. Dylan, Conduit of Snake Pants. Ebrand, if you kill the first Patreon, then we all die. <laughs> That's good. I, hold on, can I go back to Snake Pants for a second? Are those pants that snakes wear, or are they pants made out of snake skin? I feel like snake pants for snakes would just be like a tube. It's just a tube. They don't have legs. Uh, speaking of, if you kill the first patron, we all die. Uh, I was playing a video game recently where there's a character who's obsessed with killing the first vampire, so all vampires die, and the joke <laughs> is that they're ridiculous and stupid. And um, I was like, lol, it's Lauren. Ecorin! <laughs> Elder dog. Elderly goose summoned the untitled goose. Now it's ruining Christmas. Help! Eleanor Nonante sees Perrigin, Horned Vampire Lady with Depression. Elaine, fuck, I'm not ready for 2020 yet, oh gods. No one's ready. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, happy holidays from me and Moose. All I want for Christmas is to know what Moose is. We get a Christmas card in the mail and it's, it's, it's Emma. It's a question mark. And it's Emma and an animal that's like blocked by a bunch of presents in front. We can't see it. <sighs> Diego Fendon. Erin Leilagadek. Fair Majesty Empress Quinn offers fire warmest yuletide greetings. Florian H. Francois Arsenault. Frank Sands. Ginger Beers. Grapefruit Juice. Graffiti Conduit of Rhetorical Penis Art. Can you roll for penis, please? Half Thor Grunderson. <laughs> nope, do the accent. Half Thor Grunderson, first of his name, bought a fryer and brimstone redeem. Happy Holidays from Arachnable and the Silk Matron. Praise the web. Praise the web. Harbinger of the coming furry invasion. Harley the floral lyric cat. Harrison Andrew. Harry, Dice Funk the best allies. Hats off to Botswana, the musical extravaganza. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing. I probably should look it up, but I'm not going to. Hey guys, it's Ashley. <laughs> I read ahead. He's a good Brent dogs. His dick's smaller <laughs> than my toes. I'd rather ride Squidward Nose. That's the, Cupcake, right? I don't know, but it seems like, I mean, the audience hasn't heard the episode yet where you dick shame a monster for like 20 minutes. Oh, I did do that. Uh, tell me later if I'm correct, and that's a lyric from the song by Cupcake. Anyways, ho, ho, holy, 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 
Oh wow, you actually did the whole thing. Yeah, I imagine that's the 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 angel from the first episode wearing a nice Santa hat, and then I enjoy him. Yeah, horny for drama. How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. I'm tired of doing this every month. Just read the rest of the names. <laughs> Is that you, Lauren? Yes. Did you sign up to troll this? I'm trapped in an emotionally draining do- job. 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 Send dick jokes. What would an emotionally draining dog even be? Just wants too many pets? No, that doesn't exist. Ingmar Grimman. It's just Squid Cap this month. Nothing here. Oh, wait. Nothing more. Nothing less. It's your boy H.P. Lovecraft back with the fish people. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac is wishing everyone a merry unicorn dance party. Now, knowing Janiac, merry unicorn dance party could be a euphemism, so let's all be careful out there. Jasper, the magical Christmas badger. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Just Fidget. Conduit of veggies. That's how you were saying it. <laughs> Jingle yams. Joanna the wrench witch. John Carey. John Potts. John Barnett. John, you didn't finish. I well, it, there was a hyphen. I was giving it a pause, and then you jumped in. John Conduit Barnett. Of Conduit of pillows. <gasps> My voice is going uh-huh. in a second. John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, recused vengeance paladin on the holidays. Christmas with Bigfoot. That's like a baby shoes never worn. It's <laughs> just Christmas with Bigfoot. I feel like it's really hard to buy presents for Bigfoot. Because he's too big. Crocs. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin Berthiesel. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of holiday themed regret. That's how I'm going to feel when I drink 10,000 eggnogs and I die. Kiefer Lowe. <laughs> Kelladry is thankful that her spirit is bound to the awe-inspiring Mitzi. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. I forgot my ke- credits voice from last month. Ken Teroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Ken Ikufan. Kitty Foe, one breathing burrito calling out of your stocking. Well, that was an upsetting update on the burrito situation. Corito Prime, Digimon is better than Pokemon on the Switch. Corito Prime, you really gotta fucking sharpen your argument before you step up to me, because I can't with you right now. Come on. Come on, fool. Christina, condo to finally writing my master's thesis itself. Kyle Badsvik. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady Misfit, Dino Fact, Mosasaurs are not dinosaurs, but lizards, specifically that. We have a lot of paleontologists in here who are very excited about dinosaurs and birds and lizards and teeth. <laughs> I don't know why we attracted that audience, but okay, cool. Larry Yellingman. Lars Owners. Lauren's mom's duck, conduit of Santa Claus, but underwater. Luke I miss Yelf- her. I misread that as Lauren's mom's dick at first, and I was like, I don't know if we're going to read this one. (laughs) Loopy elephant. I'm sorry, Lauren's mom. Lauren Lauren Cates eats holly cocra zog. It's a holly font in an air cocra in a bozog. I did have a turducken this year. It was very tasty. All three of those are sapient. (laughs) They're not animals. Oh, that is bad. They're people. Ludovico. Limited. Luther, the conduit of a button quail in a pear tree. That sounds like a very small quail. Precious. Mac- Maclode, conduit of perpetual horn. Now, what did I say about Christmas horniness? 
This Manticore year, Death Lord. This year we're not doing it. Nobody's we horny. Are. Do it. <laughs> Master Zemnohort. Or should I say Zemnohort? Because it's all horny now. <laughs> no mistletoe. I'm done with it. Math Tracker won't tell Lauren what $400.60 plus $20.09 is. I know. You can't stop me. Matt Collier. Is this a sex thing? What's going no, on? It's four twenty sixty nine. you idiot. <laughs> I know. No, you didn't. But I thought the denial of the information for... Never mind. I thought it was no. a power thing. They were keeping it from you. Matt Lackett's is almost done with his PhD at last. Sleep in video games. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neoscum Schultz. Also very cute that Matt Lackett's thinks they get to sleep and play video games now that school's done. My dude, huh. that was your last chance. You're done. You're done, son. <laughs> Joke's on you. Maximum side boob X. Two turtle doves and a side boob in a pear tree. Imagine, conduit of screaming internally. Melbent. Merry flowers. Merry Christmas to Paco, the coolest shark in Denmark. Oh God, Paco. Is that the is that the shark from the shark tracker that went no, in his own way? Pablo. Oh, Pablo's a cool shark we saw once. <laughs> Don't, he that's was nothing. Going all over the place. Merry <laughs> Christmas from Melissa the Dice Goblin. My, yep. Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. <laughs> I just like taking it from you. You do. Midlife stasis, conduit of inevitability. Mike draws you roasting nut buttons by an open fire. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of passing from credits into a one-shot as an ocelot. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen, les- lesbian seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. You fucked it up. <laughs> I always do it real good. Yeah. My last joke name was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> a warm kiss for cold tips. I don't know what that means. It sounds vaguely horny, so I disapprove. <laughs> My valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskins, conduit of... Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. <laughs> Nick. Nicole Woodruff. Not so transient. Needs a new profile name. Passerby. Pie Rabjurg. Pangolin. Patrick Babcock. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic, ruinisfortune.com. Yeah, the, the credits are mostly ads for other people and Lauren's nudes, and then people <laughs> calling me uh, names. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of trying so hard that you ruin it, but festive. Oh, nice. Pumpkin Spice Katerion. Is it still pumpkin spice season? It's always pumpkin spice. God, I'm so mad I can't even say it. This is an extremely white hill. Why are you This is an extremely white hill to die on, Laura. <laughs> Pumpkins and yams and various yams aren't gourds, but they're similar in texture. They're delicious, and everyone can get off my dick about it. Pyrosychotic, the mini boss secretly relaying messages of deceit. R.I.P. King Sladass. We Ooh. hardly knew ye. Oh no. I, that's the name. Yeah. This was probably submitted before we decided the canon fandom name is the New York Slod. Rizumi Azura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, Conduit of Efficiency. Robert Tuttle. Salad Child. Sean Lyons Burke. Simmons, Conduit of Harder Slatty. Sergeant Rattlebones, The Skeleton War Rages On. <laughs> Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, Conduit of Hedonistic, Pansexual, Polyamorous Switches. Sin Milk Tom. 
Sir Octopus. Nope. I did it again. Back, <laughs> Octopus. A classic Sir Octopus. Sir Octopus, <laughs> conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Slime King Mike using these credits as a platform to meet a cute dragon boyfriend. Aw. The new social networking site, the new Tinder, is on the credits of Dice Funk. You heard it here first, folks. Snack Kearney, the Christmas snack. Socialist icon gardener Minshew the third. Spaghetto drifts eternal and sanctified Wimbus. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Spore man zero. Stefan Lund, conduit of tired of responding to last month's credits. Wow. <laughs> what did we do to Stefan last time? Steven Martinez, protector of Austin's bussy. <laughs> <laughs> Form ranks, create highlights. <laughs> You're <laughs> killing her. Sternod, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marzing. To beat the spokes. To beat the, huh? To beat the. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Please leave this in. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry to beat the. <coughs> okay. To tab at the spokes. Tales of inquiry. <laughs> to be that. <laughs> yeah, everyone really got you, huh? <laughs> what was I even thinking? Terraflops. <coughs> Therapy pipes, conduit of gremlin. Thanks, Austin. Great show. <laughs> See, now that's that's a credit I can get behind. Just the cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who's secretly standing directly behind you. The precursor. Thoughts and prayers for Juma and Jack's D&D players. They are my precious. And that's thoughts, T-H-O-T-S. So. Nice. Titty Picks is legal tender 2020. Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Treese... Trees, they are trees, us. Trees, they are us. Yeah, you yeah. made me. Like, Trevor, you, you made fun of me last time because I said Trisithiarius. <laughs> We're both wrong. <laughs> Trevor S, the Goblin Teacher. Shanus. Universal Toby. Victor Melito, Conduit of Quietness. When do we get a dice funk one shot of big gay orcs? Apparently, I can't. You can just got get someone to DM it. We can. It'll happen someday. William Vink. Wise Guru. Ziphosaurus. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar conduit of retribution. And that's the end of the list. Anything else? Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. Patreon.com slash Of Horse. Patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap. Lauren has a bunch of stuff. Lauren? Uh, I have like several hundred pictures of my titties. <laughs> that's so, a lot. Do you ever think about well, how many that is? it's not just my titties. No, I literally have like 500. There's only 360 degrees. Of perspective. Listen, listen, you do minimum 10 picks per set, and you got to do different outfits. Anyways, I got that shit you're looking for. <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> and you open Opens the trench coat, coat and it's just titties. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Mark Alicious. Uh, yep, ever iTunes, YouTube, yeah. Podbean, Google Play. You know how to do it. You know what podcasts are. You know how they work. Come on. Why are you making me do this? Why would you be here at the end of the whole thing if you didn't know what podcasts were? That seems irresponsible. <laughs>